What marks on the all-time defensive records for the Miami Dolphins franchise are at risk of being surpassed in 2023? A look today here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Cal Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan. Today is Saturday, May 27th, 2023. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. It is your team every day here on the Locked On Network, which is why on a Saturday, we're dropping a pod, and we're going to talk about defensive marks in the Dolphins record books here today on the show. Special shout out to our everydayers. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I'm Rose Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting with Joe Marino, and uh, enjoying the historical context of what yesterday's show and today's show uh, are affording us a chance to kind of take a step back and look at the 30,000 foot view and get out of the weeds of Dolphins fringe playoff contender few years consecutively haven't won a playoff game and let's say okay like let's pull back for a minute right it's the end of March we got a little bit of time so let's pull back for a second and let's look at some of the statistical marks for players that are on this team and recognize that there are some players who have forged for themselves a, a pretty substantial legacy amongst the legacy of this proud Dolphins organization, especially on the defensive side of the ball. You talk about Miami Dolphins and you think about uh, the rushing offenses of the early 70s and you think about Bob Greasy and Dan Marino as two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. But defensively, no-name defense, Killer Bees, uh, the early 2000s Dolphins defenses, uh, the dude up on my wall over here that you guys can't see in Cameron Wake. I got that jersey up on the wall and everything that he was as he and Rashad Jones, kind of the pillars of that defense in what has been uh, the quiet era for Miami. And now between what the Dolphins brought in with Xavier Howard, another guy who's right up here on my wall, and what they have in Javon Holland and what they have in Jalen Phillips and what they have in Christian Wilkins and what they have in Zach Sealer, uh, what they have in Bradley Chubb what they have with some of the guys in this linebacker room and a guy that we're going to talk and whose name is going to come up a few times throughout the course of this conversation, Jerome Baker. Um, this is a nice collection of talent, and this has been when Miami's been really good historically. Defenses have been a large piece of the puzzle. So let's start with interceptions and ball production. Obviously, turnovers are sexy. Everybody knows that. It's, it's a good way to win football games. You talk about the formula of uh, winning the turnover battle and and – you know, red zone offense. Those are two of the cliches of winning football games. So I have pro football reference up here off to my side. And what I've done is I've listed the Dolphins statistical leaders all time in interceptions. And I'll start with this too. There's a reason why this is the first conversation that we are having because we have potential. I don't know that we'll get it this year, but you have potential for a monumental team all-time record to fall this season. It's not outside of the realm of possibility for it to happen. Jake Scott and Dick Anderson have 35 and 34 interceptions respectively. They're the Dolphins' all-time leaders in interceptions, and just behind them 
is three players who played in later eras of Dolphins football. You know, have the duo of Sam Madison and Patrick Sertain. They have uh, 60 combined interceptions between the two of them. Sam Madison had 31, Patrick Sertain had 29, and then Glenn Blackwood also tied with 29, and he, of course, played in the 80s for this team. Sixth place is Xavier Howard. And Xavier Howard had a quiet year last year, and he had a couple of interceptions pulled off the board uh, because of defensive penalties, and that's a shame because Xavier Howard is, is one away from tying for fourth place with Glenn Blackwood and Patrick Sertain. Howard credited with 28 career interceptions at this point in time. With two interceptions, he moves into fourth place by himself. With four interceptions, he moves into third place and passes Sam Madison by himself. Now, he need eight this year to pass Jake Scott and be the all-time leading interception ball hawk in the history of the Dolphins organization. I don't think he's going to get eight. But prior to last year when he played with the injuries, he had 15 in his two previous seasons combined. 15, including one in which he had 10 with 20 passes defensed in 2020 as well. And then go back to 2018, he had seven as well. So there have been seasons of production for Xavier Howard that have reached this stratosphere of ball production that would otherwise put him into Dolphins all-time lore and take first place in a historic statistical category defensively. I don't know that it happens, but it's realistically within striking distance for Xavier Howard. So that is the premier storyline to watch. Obviously, we're hoping there's a ton of interceptions this year. We hope Xavier Howard gets them. We hope Jalen Ramsey gets them. We hope Javon Holland gets them. We hope the linebackers get them. Wouldn't mind seeing the big guys up front get a couple as well. But the paltry turnovers of last year has to be a thing of the past. We think it's going to be a thing of the past with the introduction of Jalen Ramsey, with the introduction of David Long, with the returning players from injuries, and of course Vic Fangio coming in and calling this defense. How much of the slice of pie can Xavier Howard claim? Because the more he claims, the greater the realistic opportunity is that he is back with this team uh, next year at this stage with the all-time team record. And if he plays the next two years, I think he gets it. If he stays in Miami the next two years, and I understand that there's a post-June 1 cut opportunity for Xavier Howard after this season that is intriguing to consider... But if he plays this year and next through the end of 2024, I think Howard will have the all-time interception mark. Now, I am willing to go out on a limb with another, I guess it's a bold claim. My bold claim is that we're going to see Javon Holland move from tied for 62nd into the top 30 this year. And to contextualize that, because you hear the numbers and you say, wow, it's a big jump. Uh, Holland has four career interceptions at this point in time. For him to move into the top 30, he would need nine. I think he gets that kind of production. I think Javon Holland is primed to be a bona fide superstar that everybody across the league is going to recognize and not just like smart analysts and Dolphins fans, but I think he is going to be a player to the same degree as what, for Vic Fangio, Eddie Jackson was as a ball hawk in Chicago, what Justin Simmons was in Denver for Chicago, or, or for Vic Fangio. 
I think he's going to be that kind of player. And I think with the ball production, I think he's going to have a massive leap. I think he's going to more than double his career total in interceptions thus far. And if that happens, he's going to be a bona fide superstar across the entire NFL and everyone's going to know it. But I think he gets, you know, five moves him into a tie with Vontae Davis for 30th all time. I think he gets there. So that's that's interceptions. Now we have some other defensive statistics that we have to dig into. But before we dig into them, I'm encouraging you to dig into a Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is a protein bar. It tastes like candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all their bars. They're absolutely delicious. Uh, so you're talking 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, grab-and-go, meal replacement, post-workout, something delicious, great snack. It's the life hack you didn't know you needed. You could go to Built.com, pick yourself up a variety box or an individual flavored box. Go to Walmart, go to the pharmacy section, get yourself a four-bar box, or go to Sam's Club and get the supersized box as well. So you got some options, but pick yourself up a box of Built and thank us when you do. There is one other acknowledgement that I would like to make statistically before we go to sacks, defensive sack totals. And of course, the the Dolphins leaders there speak for themselves. We'll acknowledge them in just a moment. I don't think anyone is going to pass Jason Taylor, uh, who had nine career defensive touchdowns. I don't think that's coming. But it is worth acknowledging that Xavier Howard is tied for third place all-time in defensive touchdowns. Rashad Jones is in second place. He had four interception returns for touchdowns, which is a team record, and he had two fumble returns for touchdowns. So Jason Taylor, six defensive linemen, had three, three interceptions returned for touchdowns and six fumbles returned for touchdowns. Rashad Jones, six total. Xavier Howard tied with a slew of players with, and that's Terrell Buckley, Dick Anderson. That's it. Terrell, yeah, Terrell Buckley and Dick Anderson tied with Xavier Howard for third all time with four. Howard gets one. Great. Your third place solo. Uh, I'd like to think maybe we could get a couple defensive touchdowns and get back to the magic that was that 2020 season with, um, not necessarily just saving Howard, but if Howard's going to get in on the fun, it'd be great. I certainly remember that fumble return against Baltimore two years back uh, on Thursday Night Football that helped swing the Dolphins season around. More plays like that, please, and thank you. Now, from a pass rush perspective, Jason Taylor is the only player in franchise history in excess of 100 career sacks with the Dolphins. He had 131 so, uh, sacks as a member of the Miami Dolphins. And of course, there were some unfortunate stints in Washington and New York at the end uh, that ate away at a couple of, uh, just a handful of his 139 and a half total career sacks. 131 came in a Dolphins uniform. Cameron Wake, also over 100 career sacks, but he got the last two and a half with Tennessee. He had 98 career sacks from 2009 to 2018 as a member of the Miami Dolphins. No other player has more than 69 and a half. That's Bill Stanfield. As far as players that are active, if I asked you who the active sack leader is as a member of the Miami Dolphins, who would you say? 
Remember, Agba had two years of nine sacks consecutively before the down year and the injury last year with the triceps. Jalen Phillips, a couple of impressive statistical um, sack productions in his first two seasons. It's none of those guys. It's Jerome Baker. Uh, Jerome Baker currently sits 23rd all-time in sacks as a member of the Miami Dolphins. He's in front of Zach Thomas, Emmanuel Agba, Vonnie Holiday, Jared Odrick, Damakon Su, Daryl Gardner, amongst other names. And he's just a half a sack behind Lorenzo Brumel and David Bowens. And if Jerome Baker comes out this year and, and posts a three or four sack season, you're potentially looking at him moving into the top 15. Adwale Ogunglier with 25 career sacks is 16th on the all-time list. Baker is four behind him. Then you actually have a, a four-sack gap to get into the top 15 with Olivier Vernon, uh, Randy Starks, Brian Cox, Joey Porter, Manny Fernandez, A.J. Dewey, 15 to 10. So Baker, for all of the discussion around the contract and the finances around the contract, and we're going to talk about him with, with solo tackles as well, and, and I understand tackles are not the best individual measure of quality of play. And they have not been tracked uh, throughout the entire course of this organization as an official statistic. But nevertheless, Jerome Baker, 23rd all-time, and the Dolphins' active leader in career sacks is a traditional off-ball outside linebacker who has intermittently gotten looks as a pressure player. It's pretty impressive. Uh, don't sleep on Jalen Phillips crashing this party. Jalen Phillips is credited on Pro Football Reference with 15 and a half sacks versus Jerome Baker's 21. Emmanuel Agba is sandwiched between the two. Um, if you had to ask me, and I'll go out on the hot, this is kind of the hot takey Saturday, feeling a little saucy, why not? Uh, I think Jalen Phillips gets to 30 this year. So if you're keeping score at home, that's 15 sacks this season. I think he is that caliber of a player. I think health willing, everything is coming together. He obviously, we, we saw the picture of him from training camp. Dude is rocked up, ready to go. Uh, he was consistently the best player on the field for the Dolphins defensively down the stretch. The Jets game, Patriots game, the, the third Bills game, the second Bills game. Just phenomenal play, phenomenal effort, phenomenal athleticism, and really coming together from a technical standpoint as a football player. I think this is the year. And I understand they got a lot of mouths to feed up front from a pass rush perspective. That's an exciting place to be. But right now, Jalen Phillips, with 15 and a half, is tied with the Domicon Sioux for 31st in franchise history. If he gets 15 this year, he moves into 15th place past Olivier Vernon and ties Randy Starks for 14th on the all-time list. I think he does it. So I'm going out on the flag with two members of this 2021 Miami Dolphins draft class and saying, Javon Holland, he's going to double his career interceptions total and move up into the top 30 from outside the top 60. And Jalen Phillips is going to move from just outside the top 30 into the top 15 and double his career sack total this year. I am absolute believers of those two players and, you think about that draft class in its totality and, and acknowledge that Jalen Waddle, who we talked about yesterday, who's uh, very quickly going to position himself on the all-time ranks on the offensive side of the ball, like an all-time draft class, 2021, with those three football players. 
and I think year three for all of them is going to be the best version we get of all three, health willing and not be close. So that's really exciting stuff uh, for this Dolphins team when people ask, where'd this team get better? Well, it got better in a lot of the, the peripheral areas of the team. Uh, I think the middle of the roster is a lot better, and as a result, the bottom of the roster is a lot better. I think the pillars are the pillars, but the pillars are young players that are getting better. And that's how I, I find the stance that I'm willing to take with Jalen Phillips and Javon Holland and Jalen Waddell as, as members of that 2021 class who, who have played really good football for the Dolphins early on. Uh, we have to talk about tackles. We'll acknowledge them here as we bring this episode of Locked on Dolphins across the finish line and get you through your Saturday on this long weekend. So we'll, we'll finish with tackles here in just a moment. Before we do solo tackles, I think it is worth acknowledging, um, and tackles for loss are not a formal statistic. Uh, Pro Football Reference has the note recorded for 95% of games from 1999 to 2007 and 100% of games since 2008. So this is a turn-of-the-century statistic. But here are the numbers. Tackles for loss. Jason Taylor credited with 137 is 40 more than any other player in franchise history since they started formally recording tackles for loss in 1999. Cameron Wake second with 97. Zach Thomas, third with 70. Randy Starks, fourth with 43. And Olivier Vernon, fifth with 43. Or Starks was 45, and Vernon was 43. So that's the top five on the Pro Football Reference database. Un- unofficial statistics, so I'll acknowledge that right up front. But we could see some big-time movement in this group. Because sitting at 10th place with 33, big old Christian Wilkins. 33 career tackles for loss, and he had 16 of them last year and 10 the year before that after having seven combined in his first two seasons in spite of the fact that he played in 30 games and he played over 1,350 snaps defensively in those first two seasons. So first two seasons, 1,300 snaps, seven tackles for loss. Last two seasons, 26. And he did that on effectively the same amount of snaps, about 16, 1685. I'm doing the math quick today. I'm on my game. Christian Wilkins, this dude comes out and, and plays 80% of the snaps again for the Dolphins and posts another 15, 16 piece on tackles for loss. Like, I understand this is an unofficial statistic, but I could do the math and tell you if he, he matches last year's total and does 16 with 49, he's going to be in fourth place all time. On, uh, on this database for tackles for loss in, in Dolphins franchise history. Behind Taylor, Wake, and Zach Thomas. <laughs> what a group. And obviously there were players from the 70s and the 80s that were absolute monsters up front. Shout out Manny Fernandez for starters. Um, who aren't going to get their due because they played before this became an official statistic. I get it. But seeing Christian Wilkins in the lexicon of the last 25 years being this rapidly in five years, that high up on the board, especially when you consider the growth of the last three seasons. It's pretty exciting for Christian Wilkins in the midst of us trying to figure out what this long-term contract situation is going to look like. But then we also have solo tackles. Uh, Solo tackles are another one of those statistics that have not been uh, greatly tracked. Pro Football Reference has the note 
before 1994, unofficial and inconsistently recorded from team to team for amusement only. 1994 to now is also an unofficial statistic, but official or consistently recorded. So you take the numbers for solo tackles with a grain of salt, just like tackles for loss. That's why we saved it to the end. It's much less black and white than ball production and interceptions and even less or more ambiguous than sacks. But Zach Thomas, 1,042 career solo tackles is nearly twice the amount of the next highest player. And remember, this goes back to 1994 as the official tracking. Rashad Jones, second all-time, 599 solo tackles. Jerome Baker's 12th on this list, 331 career solo tackles. And Jerome Baker, every year since his second year in the NFL, has had at least 62 solo tackles. Between 62 and I believe 76 is the high mark number. So let's just give him 70. We'll put, the, we'll put it right in the middle of what he's averaged or and the... God, I'm going to do like mean, median, and mode. I know that's a mistake. The, the, clo- the median number. Okay, mathematics guys, look me up. Make sure I'm on the right track here. The median number, let's say it's 70. And you give him another 70 on the 331 that he has right now. That puts him at 401. 401 puts Jerome Baker eighth all-time in solo tackles in franchise history. And this is a player who's technically under contract for 2024 as well. And he did that again. He'd move into sixth place. Now... I think he's going to have to have a very good year this year uh, with the financial situation the Dolphins have. They are going to have a lot of flexibility. They are going to have some players to pivot off of. I could give you three players that are on the roster right now that you get rid of and you carry over some salary cap room, and the Dolphins are going to have about $15 million in cap space plus contract extensions if they want to open guys up for more money. So the nucleus, if they want it to, uh, can remain very intact, but Baker is an X-factor player. So for Jerome Baker's legacy as a member of the Miami Dolphins, I'm looking at the players that are in front of him too. Zach Thomas, obviously Mike Linebacker. Rashad Jones, safety. Jarvis Williams, third place all time. He's a safety. Jason Taylor, he's a defensive end. Brian Cox, middle linebacker. Lewis Oliver, safety. Jeremiah Bell, strong safety. Brock Marion, safety. Jeff Cross, defensive end. J.B. Brown, cornerback. Channing Channing Crowder's in 11th place right now, and he's only 12 solo tackles in front of Jerome Baker. Jerome Baker is going to be in a position to be the third most uh, solo tackles for any linebacker in this Dolphins franchise history, uh, according to these unofficial statistics. So uh, there's a number of things to look forward to here. I don't have a bold take for the 2023 projection with tackles. Maybe the Christian Wilkins one. Uh, Tackles for loss. Wilkins could be top five all time in, in this unofficial statistic here at the end of the year. Uh, that would be probably my bold take here in the, the third segment for how 2023 is impacted. But uh, yeah, man, there's there's some movement on the defensive side of these leaderboards. I, I think the the offensive side of the ball, it's more long-range uh, projections because the backfield's still very fresh. Not a lot of guys that put up a lot of big numbers. Uh, but Tyreek and Jalen in a receiving yardage standpoint, two has already passed a lot of the peripheral players. Uh, I think defensively, you could see a lot of active players really shoot up this leaderboard. So uh, that that's something to look forward to. And, and we're going to do single season records as well here. Uh, and that's going to be a little bit later this week. So plan accordingly. Come on back. See us again. I'm Kyle Krabs. Keep it locked in right here. Locked on Dolphin. Shout out to our everydayers. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. But I'm out of here. 
Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your Saturday. I'll talk to you all again soon. Fins up.